Hey guys, welcome back to episode three of Couch Conversations. This week, I am interviewing my friend Shamara Fletcher. Not only is she a musician, she has also been part of a very, very important treaty. Um, we're going to find out a little bit about her testimony, how she came to faith, and also what does it mean to be a Christian from her cultural background. So, Shamara, welcome to Couch Conversations. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. Thank you so much for inviting me onto this amazing platform. It's just really a privilege to be here and looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah. Um, so, Shamara, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Shamara. What, uh, what have you been doing? Tell us how you became a Christian. Um, now, mm. I've mentioned to my viewers already um, that you do music and that you've yes. been part of an amazing treaty so you know let's just mm. let's just converse so tell me a little bit about your christian background okay so I'll, I'll just start off with how i became a christian so for me i use the term i was born in the church from a cradle <laughs> and <laughs> both of my parents were christian leaders and my granddad was a pastor my dad became a pastor so really just grew up in the church loved everything about church I was that annoying child that would be running around doing everything from singing to collecting the offering to bothering people. Just that, that annoying one, that was me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, you know, just grew up in church. And then when I became about 12 years old, um, I said, you know what, I'm here. I used to see the joy that so much people would have every week. And I just wanted to be a part of it. I just really wanted to have a genuine encounter um, that I saw everyone around me having. So I took that leap and I said, you know, mom and dad, I want to get baptized. And they were like, are you sure? I said, yes, I want to get baptized. You know, went through the whole process. And then you hit secondary school. <laughs> so how all... old were you when you got baptized? So I was 12. Nice. Wow. Yeah, so you made 12. a choice very young. That's great. I made a choice very young. I was very sure I want to be baptized. And then okay. you go to school and, you know, your identity starts to be tested. Who am I in this space? You know, there's so much things competing um, to tell you who your identity should be. And you know, I went through all those motions. And when I would say I rededicated my life at 18. And I said, you know, I really want to, I want to live this faith out for me. Yeah. Not for anybody else. Not because it's something that I've grown on um, or an expectation. And my faith really became alive when I started doing homeless ministry. So at 18, Amazing. I always share this story um, to everybody that I meet. I was on the bus and I'd made a commitment to our local evangelist that I was going to come out and feed the homeless. And I remember being on the bus with my friends at the time. Yeah. And we had plans, you know, we're going to go um, to my friend's house, you know, do our girl, do our nails, our hair, get ready to go out. I was like, wait, but I made a commitment to feed the homeless this week. Mm. And I remember pulling up to the bus stop where I could have either got off to honor my commitment or stay on and go with my friends. And that decision to come off the bus and go and honor my commitment has changed my life forever. Amazing. That is amazing. One, one thing I will say about you and what I know about you is that you will stick to your word. Mm. Um, you know, I've known you for what, about two years now? Two years now. Yeah. And, um, you know, we met on a BAME weekend, didn't we, for ordination. Um, and we've both been um, journeying in different paths in different ways. And I've seen you grow in two years. But um, tell us a little bit more 
about mm. um, obviously your cultural background. Tell me, tell me about your cultural background. Obviously, you know, there are a lot of political um, corrections and, you know, mm. versions of what somebody should be called. But what is your cultural background? Right. So my cultural background that I identify is British Caribbean. So both of my grandparents come from the beautiful island of Jamaica. My parents were born here and I'm a third generation descendant from that beautiful island. So that's what I identify as. I'm British Caribbean. I have um, a dual identity and I love to correlate and correspond with both. Both come with challenges, both come with opportunities and both come with, yeah, identity um, questions. But yeah, that's, that's what I identify as. And above that, a Christian. Amazing. So obviously coming from a, uh, being a, a British Caribbean mm -hmm. um, and having heritage from um, Jamaica and the yes. Caribbean islands, what influence has that had on you as a Christian? Like, you know, I grew up in an Indian family, mm. um, but, you know, there, there is that kind of balance between faith and culture. And I think there's some kind of confusion mm in you know in culture today that if you are a particular culture and then you practice a different faith or a particular faith you know you kind of get everything mixed up so how have you how have you worked through being a christian in terms of your culture and your faith mm. so i think for me personally because of my family background which is very much christian and um, that's been the most dominant culture or cultural identification for me. So yeah. in terms of my Jamaican heritage, again, a lot of my family in the Caribbean um, are either leaders, Christian leaders, political leaders, um, and have had that cultural dominance of faith. So I guess for me, um, I've been quite privileged and blessed in that sense to um, not feel compromised of having a culture and having a faith. Yeah. And the two have really intertwined quite well. Um, and that's something that I've been able to, to identify in. When I went to live in America um, oh. at 19, um, I went on my own to live in Chicago. Wow. And it was there that, you know, race identity was almost on steroids. <laughs> and I really? Imagine, wow. Yeah. And I imagine because um, <laughs> it's a place that has so much hybridity of culture, there's so yes. much different people there um, from different parts of the world trying to create this, this fusion mm -hmm. of what it is to be American. They were very obsessed with, um, you know, where are you from? What, 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 what do you do? Like, well, how do you identify? And um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I did the accent. I, I, I <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love it. Okay. And, um, you know, at first I was just like, this is really jarring. Just get on with your life. Yeah. Um, but then after a while, I was like, actually, it's, it's good to try and pinpoint what makes you you and what yeah. your identity is and you know the beauty of mixing with other people from different cultural backgrounds because I believe personally that makes the world go around so yeah amen to that absolutely that's that's amazing so okay so you've become a Christian and you know you baptized at 12 um mm. you know you kind of went through the teenage years at 18 you kind of reconfirmed your faith I've been mm. working with the homeless, which is absolutely amazing. But I know that there is something very creative about you, which we've spoken about very briefly, your music. So tell us about yes. your music. Ah, so music is something that I've been doing from three years old. <laughs> from wow. you know, being pushed on the stage to sing. I was known as the Oh Happy Days girl from Sister Act. I used to <laughs> sing that song everywhere. <laughs> every event, I love every, it. everywhere I was singing that song and I grew. So um, when I... A couple of years ago, I released um, my debut single called Define Me. And mm -hmm. it basically was a song um, based on not letting 
circumstances in life determine all of your identity, who you are. You know, um, speaking to women who have maybe gone through depression, domestic yeah. abuse, um, people who have fought with their identity, saying, you know, these horrible things that you've been through are there. You shouldn't have gone through them, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but because we can't change the past, how do we make the present who we are now? We don't let that define who we are. And it was a powerful song, you know, God blessed me in so many different ways. He put me in touch with international promoters. It got put in the um, gospel chart, it hit number three. Amazing. You know, I was in the same chart as Faith Evans. I was just like, what on earth is going on? I'm a, a new time artist, it's my first song. Um, and it got downloaded to me whilst I was living in Chicago. And um, I used wow. to do quiet time and God literally just downloaded the words, the melody um, of this song. And I was just so um, blown away how God used it um, to touch people. So yeah, like a, a lot of my music, um, I've only released that song. Um, it's amazing. Of... I've, I've got it on my phone still. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a few years ago now and people are like, oh, Shamar, what's next? And if I'm honest with you, um, a lot of fear came over me after I released mm -hmm. that song. Um, I released the song, it did exceptionally well, you know, it helped people. And then it's like afterwards, it's like I didn't want to make any more music. It was so weird. I just felt so um, fearful. Just like, oh. And, and do you think that was a spiritual, I mean, many people watching this video won't understand spiritual attacks, but we're both, mm. you know, from a Christian background and those yeah. who understand. Um, do you feel at that time you would have gone through a spiritual attack? And I think, I th I think often when we do things mm. for God, and even doing this YouTube channel, you know, there have been moments mm. when I, thought, I don't want to do this anymore um, oh yes and is that how you you know is that how you kind of felt afterwards and how did you come out of that definitely um looking back now I definitely do think it was um mm -hmm. a spiritual attack you know I became very low um a lot of the things that I was singing about in the song you know about mm. fighting depression no to um no to depression you know stand up for yourself self-confidence it's like yeah. all of that came backlash onto me um, okay. And for, I just was feeling so low for a long period of time. And I was like, what is going on? Mm. I've just released a song about um, not letting these things define you. Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, if I'm honest with you, just having a really strong community around me. Um, and during that time, I was actually pushing them away. It was so strange. Um, it's mm. like I went into a period of isolation. I was pushing them away, um, turning off my phone, putting wow. it on everything mode don't want to talk to people <laughs> wow and when i look back i was like wow and you know some of the those darkest times um i would get a, a random call um from you know mentors in life or my friends people who really loved me just yeah. saying no shamara and um, we just feel to call you how are you and we're yeah. praying for you and i was like wow god like you've really got people around um literally the world um looking out for me so you know it was it was a very surreal time because it was in the height of success yes. but then personally you know i was just you like, alone i was on alone so it was yeah. a really really um surreal experience well i'm glad you're out of that um yes. you know and you are fierce as i know you know from our <laughs> conversations that we've had and i'm really you know thankful to have you in my life you you really are oh. a blessing you've been there for me um you know particularly when i've needed advice and, and prayer Moving on then, tell us a little bit about this peace treaty that you signed. I, I was blown away when I read about it, but you know, mm. people won't know what that is. So tell us a little bit about that signing. Okay, so in December, I did an exercise called a vision board. Okay. And on that vision board, I put travel. Um, you said, you know, I do believe that 
you know, my ministry is around the world. I love different cultures and to connect. And about two weeks later, I get a call. Shamara, we want you to go to New York. All expenses paid, flight paid um, to an international clergy conference. I was like, what? <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, then. So I was just like, okay, God, I prayed for this. I put it on my vision board. You said to write the vision, make it plain. Here it is. I'm going. And Amen. I went to the, um, the international conference and there was a moment on the Saturday that they said, you know, we want all leaders from across the world um, to sign this peace treaty to say, we will unite across the world in a time of political division, in a time where societies are, um, some, some of them are going through turmoil, um, mm -hmm. in a time where there is a divisive um, nature to really split communities and put them up against each other um, in a time where a lack of resources is being championed um, when that's just simply not the case a lack of resource happens when there's a lack of creativity when there's a lack of productivity if every human being taps into their creativity taps into what they're called to do there won't be lack there is enough Amen. for everybody to eat so um i was like okay god you've sent me all the way to new york to sign this peace treaty i commit wherever i go to championing the cause of peace and i um, went under the capacity of the world um peace federation and alliance so you know wow wow it was it was an amazing encounter to you know go up on that stage and put my name um to that international plaque that is now in new york um, in Madison Square Gardens and I said you know what God I commit to being peaceful <laughs> that is I amazing that is so yeah. amazing and God is the Prince of Peace you know yes, so to be able to sign that treaty is also a spiritual act you know of, of being a peace a peacemaker you know we're called to be peacemakers as christians aren't we so that, yes, that we is are. that is so amazing that is honestly when I read that on Instagram I was like what like that's <laughs> a, you know that is and I, you know, you've, you've been going into the Houses of Parliament, you've been doing a lot of work with the government, um, you know, and I think it's just fantastic that you're so young and you're out there, you're, you know, you're just, you're really going for it. You're really aiming for all the things that God has put in you, you know, your purpose, your vision um, is everything driven by, um, by God. And that's just really, really amazing. Um, so what is next now? What I don't mm. want to do is I don't want to talk about things that you're planning because that's, you know, we, we kind of, kind of keep that hidden until God reveals it yes. um, but what are you doing at the minute um, that um, is you know changing lives because I know you've you started up a boot camp so tell us a little bit about the boot camp yes so um, I'm really excited about this venture that I've been able to to do with an amazing movement called Imperia Global and um, so basically I'm a 6am boot camp founder where I connect with wow. leaders and entrepreneurs um, across the world. And we basically, every single morning, work on our mindset, um, especially with this pandemic that is, is happening. You know, it's so important that we keep a level mind. You know, our environment around us is um, it's a bit, it's chaotic, let's be honest. It is, it is, um, yeah. But the most powerful engine on this earth is the human mind. Our capacity... Um, to think, to create thoughts into actions, into ideas, mm. into impact is absolutely phenomenal. You know, I look at the technolo technological revolution that we're going into. That first came from the mind. Every robot, every computer that's been made, that was created from the mind. So mm. we've been really um, 
feeding our mind. Um, I, I say to them, we are giving our mind milk and honey. <laughs> we are yeah. feeding our minds. And, you know, as I talk to this group of leaders and entrepreneurs, um, and even, you know, friends, family, people on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. fellow influencers, different people, we are so easy and quick to say negative things about ourselves. Yeah. If, if we said to other people some of the negative things that we've said to ourselves, we'd probably be in jail for harassment. <laughs> do you know what that is absolutely so true so so true the, the verse that god's been given to me this week um i think it's philippians i can't remember the exact um verse but it's it's about thinking good and noble thoughts um mm. and it's been a challenge for me you know this week mm. i've actually been writing down all my negative thoughts i've been having and i ripped yeah. up the piece of paper and i put mm. it in the bin because mm. if i spoke to my friends the way i speak to myself um boy I would be having words. <laughs> no friends. You'd have no friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, mindset for Christ, mm-hmm. in the mind of Christ is so important. Um, so it's important. so important to think the way that he thinks. It's important to align ourselves with God um, mm. and, you know, what he has for us, for sure. Yes. So that, that sounds absolutely amazing. And how many leaders is this worldwide that you're working with? So it's a um, small group because I want to work with people who, you know, are motivated, have goals, are hungry. So we've yeah. had up to 20 people um, wow. from Canada, America, Ethiopia, Nigeria, um, Europe. Yes, it's been a really amazing. good mix of people. And it's just been amazing to watch it um, to grow because we've only been going for three weeks. That's amazing. Um, you know, and to, to do what it's doing, it's, it's really God. And it's helping me as well. It's helping me to be disciplined um, to, because I've had some bereavements over this period. Mm. And, you know, this has really been helping me to get through, to get through that pain. So, you know, it's it's been a blessing. I really thank God um, that is allowing us to work on our minds. Absolutely. And how have you, how have you been coping with COVID? You know, um, how has your faith played a part in, you know how you're working through the quarantine because it's a tough time mm. isn't it it's really mm. i mean we've been quarantined for what four about three weeks now and i've you know i've been working from home for four weeks yeah. um and you know i'm not sure how long you've been working at home from but mm. you know it's really important isn't it in this time um particularly to pray and to kind of really mm. um get closer to god and it's yes. hard even as a christian it is. it is hard sometimes so tell me is there any, any tips you want to give to people you know mm. um in terms of your faith and, and how has that how's that impacted you over the quarantine period you know during this time i've had to really as i said focus on my mind Mm. Um, and also being genuine and real with God. He just wants the real. He wants the truth. You know, we're in a time where there's no time for fancy prayers. There's no time (laughs) for um, impressive prayer journals. (laughs) Um, It's just a time just to be real, authentic and genuine. So so I'm I'm just talking to God to say, okay, God, um, help help us get through this. Mm. Um, One thing that I've really been able to take comfort in um, through through business terminology, yeah. is the whole concept that God has given man dominion over the earth. I'm just going to mm-hmm. pop my earring in. <laughs> God has given um, man dominion over the earth to yeah. manage it, to manage it well. Yeah. And the way that I see it is that God is the freeholder of this earth and mm-hmm. we are the leaseholder. so we've been given dominion we are made in his image like we have resolve we are able to work with solutions to really come together in this time Mm 
Mm-hmm. One thing that has been really um, helpful is actually the church community being able mm-hmm. to click in um, to different church communities, even things like this, being able to talk to friends. You know, before yeah. this period, I was so ridiculously busy. Um, and true. it just made me realize your friends, your family, you know, these are things that God has given us for free. Yes. They're blessings to us, you know, they're milk and honey to our lives. So really tapping into relationships, human relationships with others has been a way that God's really been, you know, supporting and upholding me and many others during this time. That's amazing, Tramara. It really is. And I think, you know, and we have we haven't we haven't had a chance to catch up properly for a little while. Um we've been talking about the mindset stuff together, I know. Yeah. Um, but it's really important, isn't it, it's to stay uh, in community, to stay in fellowship yes. uh, and yes. to continue praying, because sometimes the, the, the best time to pray is when it's the hardest to pray, mm. um, you know, especially when you feel like I can't do this anymore. And God's like, come on, like he's championing you on. And, yeah. and you're right about having friends who can support you through this process and this period. So it's really important to have that. Um, so finally, before we go and thank mm-hmm. you for your time, you know, first no most, I appreciate it. But I want to hear some music, and I'm sure our listeners want to hear some music as well. Our viewers want to, you know, listen to some music. So, give us—is there anything you can share with us today that we can that we can take away from your beautiful voice? Um, I'm just going to sing the chorus of this song called "His Eyes Are on the Sparrow," Amazing. and I'm going to sing this song because I just want everybody that's listening across the world to um, Ronnie's amazing platform that his eyes are on you. Um, he cares about everything um so yeah i'll just sing just the chorus of that that's amazing go for it i sing because i'm happy and i sing because i His eyes is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. That was amazing. I literally had goosebumps. I was like, you are so blessed and so gifted. Oh my gosh, your voice. It's just like, I think that's, that's, that's the first um, acoustic or acapella version I've heard of you sing. I've, I've got to find me on my phone. But sometimes it's so nice to just strip it all back and just mm. listen to the raw. That was amazing. Oh, so, thank you. God bless thank you. you. No, bless you too. <laughs> honestly, thank you so much, my love. Um, it was so good to speak to you. Take yes. care of yourself. And thank we you. will catch up soon. Bye. Bye. So that was all of Shamara's testimony. How amazing. Not only is she from a Jamaican background and grew up in a Christian home, but she also has signed Treaty, which is now in New York. She's a musician. She's starting off and kickstarting so many different things and sowing her seeds. So until next time, keep shining your lights and keep shining bright.